0: Is it winter, summer, spring, fall? What's going on? I was like, it's 50 degrees this morning. I'm like, whoa, this is wild. Amen. Well, so great to be here with you guys. I love our church family. Amen. So good to see you, smile at you, look at you. And I'm excited for what God's doing in each one of your lives. I feel like this is just such a special season that we're in, that each one of us, really God is is drawing us by His Spirit to go further, to go deeper, uh, to take that next level of step of faith in our lives. No matter where we're at with Him, there's always more. That's why He's so awesome. Amen. So let's pray. Father, this morning, I just thank You right now for Your people. I thank You for Your Word. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing in and through our lives, through our church. Lord, I thank you for this church family. Lord, this morning, there's even those that are in here this morning, they maybe feel like Joseph, that they've been locked in a pit, then they were sent as a slave, then they were stuck in the prison. But Father, this is a time and year that I believe you placed in my heart for one day transition. That was a day when Dave went from being in a cave to being in the palace as the king. In one day... The Pharaoh called down to that prison, and Joseph was no longer a prisoner, but he became second in command of all of Egypt. Father, this morning, there's those in here who have not grown weary in well-doing because they know they're going to reap the harvest if they don't faint. Father, this morning, I thank you that you inspire, you encourage, you empower your people. You keep them strong and courageous to keep their hands to the plow for what you've called them to do and accomplish in the earth for your glory. Father, this morning, those that feel that way, Lord, I thank you that you would give them a special. equipping, Lord, this morning. Lord, an inspiration that they know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are the author and the finisher. You're the beginning. You're the end. And what you've started in them, you are going to perform it and complete it. We give you glory this morning that your word will not return void, but it will accomplish that which you sent it to do. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. 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 Let's go. All right. Good morning. Have a great day. I'm all right, I'm excited already. Was that the opening prayer, closing prayer? Where were we at? Amen. Amen. So this morning, I just love you. I believe in you. I believe there's somebody that just really, we're feeling that way this morning. And so just believe and know that, that you are going to reap the harvest. Don't give up. Don't faint. Don't stop. Keep pressing towards the mark of the high call. Amen. You are ambassadors for His glory. If you have your outline this morning, you can open it up. We might not read all those scriptures in there. I've got a couple different things I want to share along with it. But you're ambassadors for His glory. And this morning we're going to talk about three different things that I think will help you to to see um, and develop who you are in Christ Jesus. Because when we all develop ourselves and we come together as a body, we're that much more effective if i if i'm spending my time thinking about what other people are doing and and not that it's not good to think about others or pray for others but if i'm not developing the gift that god's placed in me i'm not going to be able to reach my potential if i don't reach my potential i'm not developing then i can't join up with the body and help the body fulfill its purpose and potential in the kingdom of god so this morning these are just a couple things that I wanted to, to give you. The first one was to recognize. And I'm skipping down a little bit, so if you have your outline, you can look down to recognize. But I want to start with this because each one of us, sometimes we look at ourselves differently than what we really should. Now, the Bible says don't look at yourself more highly or think of yourself more highly than you ought. But also we need to look at the opposite side of that, is that, that you are uniquely gifted and talented by God with specific skills with specific uh, personality and abilities and things that that God wants to develop in you for his glory. So we want to recognize those those unique gifts and talents and abilities and personality traits. We want to ask God. We want to seek him. We want to knock and say, God, show me these different things that you have for me to accomplish in my life. Because when we fulfill our purpose individually, we can join up together corporately and accomplish so much more. In the body of Christ, we look around and we see there's only certain positions that are even recognized. That doesn't mean these other positions don't exist. It's just they're not talked about as much. You hear everybody's called a pastor in the Church of America. But there's all... There's apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists. There's also gifts of administrations, healings. There's, there's gifts of hospitality. There's gifts of mercy. There's gifts of grace. I mean, there's all these different gifts, but just because they're not talked about, that doesn't mean they're not important. It doesn't mean they're not effective. It doesn't mean that they're not necessary to, for us to accomplish what God has called us to do. So this morning, recognizing is the first thing that I want you to do. But as an ambassador for God, I wanted to just read these because I was just so impressed by the, the Spirit of God that, that we are ambassadors for Him. And He's just been, this has been on my heart over and over and over because we all have the desire to reach people. We want to see people's lives changed. As an ambassador sent to do something special, we have a, a specific assignment from God. And so an ambassador, uh, just in the regular dictionary.com or or Webster's, it was an accredited diplomat sent by a country as an official representative to a foreign country. If we read our Bible, we realize it says heaven is our home. We are in the world, but we are not of the world. And Jesus said, I pray the Father not to take him out, but just to, what, strengthen him here, to do what I've called him to do. So you're a representative from a foreign land. You've been sent by the king of kings. This is a person who acts as a representative or promoter of a specific activity. We are promoting eternity with God. We are helping, we are his ambassadors preaching the good news of the gospel, reconciling the world back to God for his glory. He doesn't want anyone to perish. He wants everybody to come to everlasting life. A diplomatic official of the highest rank. I'm on the second part. Sent by a sovereign state or another as a resident representative. Resident representative. God has you where you are for a purpose. Sometimes we're not understanding. Do you think Joseph thought, this is the high call. I'm in the prison with the butler and the baker. They're getting beheaded. Who's next? Oh, this is the glory. This is the glory of God. God, I'm hearing your voice. He's like, this is not where I wanted to be. This is not where I saw myself after I had the dream that God gave me. So many of us lose heart sometimes because we were not in the place where we see that God has given us a dream, a vision of. Don't lose heart. Don't stop doing. He still was able to interpret the dream by the Spirit of God. He still was full of the Spirit of God. It never shows in there where he was complaining or griping or whining like I do sometimes. But he remained faithful and he was there ready to act When the word of God came to him and the opportunity came, he was instant in season and ready to go. A diplomatic official of the highest rank sent by a government to represent on a temporary mission. We know we're not going to be here forever. We're on a temporary mission. I was just like, God, this is so true. You have called us to be your ambassadors, to be your voice, to be your hand outstretched, to be you here. And I look at myself so many times and I'm like, but God, we, we make mistakes. We're imperfect. We have impure thoughts. We have ideas of doing things that are contrary to your word. But our righteousness is not of ourself. Our righteousness is in Christ Jesus. We are not going to be in ourselves able to be the ambassador that we put on. Christ we put on the mind of Christ we put on the armor of God and we go forth as ambassadors as representatives even though we're imperfect vessels God has chosen to use them throughout the ages for his glory and it never stopped people from being born again it never stopped people from going from darkness to light we sometimes think that our effectiveness as a Christian is based on our perfection think about that well if I was just a little better Christian, I'd be able to reach my neighbor. I'd be able to reach my coworker. My family would believe me. No, that's, that's, that's just a lie from the devil. Does that mean that we're not gonna try to allow God's grace to equip us to live righteously? No, of course not. We wanna, we, he's given us his grace to empower us to live the life that he's called us to live. But don't think that you're gonna be perfect and don't allow that to allow the devil to use that as a tool against you so that you can't be effective for him. Some of you even think that your prayers aren't going to be effective because of the mistakes you're making and the things that you're doing and your lack of uh, perfection. I'm just being honest. This is the Spirit of God. We cannot allow these different things to come in and steal the, the grace that God has given us to be effective witnesses, to be effective prayer warriors. The effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous avails much. Because you're not seeing it happen instantaneously, we've been praying over this wall well, if it was if it was my will and if it was and everything else it, psh, the whole thing would be stacked over there right this very second. We believe we receive it by faith, but we don't let go. I love this song in children's church years ago. It says faith is like a rope. You pitch your rope when you pray, and the answer is yours that very day. You keep on pulling and don't let go till you reach the end of your faith rope, You don't let go. You've lassoed it, you've grabbed a hold of it, and you're just going to keep on pulling it in. Yeah. Glory to glory. We walk by faith and not by sight. You're ambassadors for his glory. Don't allow yourself to put condemnation on yourself to, to, to limit your effectiveness as a Christian. Don't allow anything to come in, voice from culture or other things, to limit you and your effectiveness for the glory of God. Amen. You're sent from the kingdom. The government of God is upon you. We don't think about that a lot. And you think, well, that's a big heavy weight. No, he's his yoke is easy and his burden is light. In his presence, Psalm 16, 11, in his presence is fullness of joy. I'm going to read it to you. I love this scripture. It says, you will show me the path of life. Psalm 16, verse 11, you will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures evermore. Amen. 2 Corinthians 5, 18, now all things of God who has reconciled us to himself through Christ Jesus and has given to us, What? The ministry of reconciliation, we're bringing them in. We're gathering them up. We're reaping the harvest together. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and is committed to us. To who? Woo! The government of God, the plan of God, the purpose of God, is flowing through your life as we allow him. Let's take the limits off. I'm excited. I, I'm ready to go somewhere else in Christ. I'm ready to take another step of faith and, and to, to challenge myself. Yeah, I'm excited. I know. I'm excited to see God's done so many great things. But I'm excited for this next phase. I believe the season of acceleration is upon us. For those who are pressing into him, those who hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. As we press into him, there's going to be an acceleration a transformation. There's going to be a transformation of, by his spirit, there's, going to be just, there's just going to be an increase in your life if you receive it. I just believe that there's something unique that's happening in the earth by his spirit, and I can't shake it. And I pray, and I'm just praying on other things, and it just keeps coming back to this thing. <laughs> I mean, This morning I was praying about the message and then all of a sudden I'm, I'm praying during praise and worship and it's just, vroom, that whole thing about Joseph just came back upon my heart and David and how they're, they're just, you know, they were in this other thing but they were already anointed, they were already called, they already had the vision, they already had, they already saw but it wasn't happening quite yet and for some of you it's been years and years and years and years and more years it's not over Amen? You're still going. So keep going. Keep pressing. Committed to us, the word of reconciliation. Wow, that was almost like speaking in tongues. Now then, (laughs) we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf to be reconciled to God, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. That's our message. God's message of salvation is going through our lives. Acts twenty six eighteen to open their eyes. This is Paul's account when he's talking to King Agrippa in front of the council. And he says that God, when Jesus appeared to him, he told him this, to open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. I'm gonna read this out of the Message Bible because I just think it's, it's cool. So we're in Acts 26, same scripture but it says this was when Jesus was speaking to him he said what what are you doing you know who are you Lord was when he got kicked off the donkey realized what what he's doing and God is telling him through Jesus what what the plan is he says I'm sending you off to open the eyes of the outsiders open the eyes of the outsiders so they can see the difference between dark and light now that just seems silly to me well I mean it's obvious when it's dark and when it's light. But in the spiritual world, in the, in the realm, God is saying that people can't see. They're deceived, right? They have blinders on. We leave, Different scriptures show us that, that they can't see. So God is saying, send them out so they can see the difference between dark and light and choose light. He gives them the right answer. I love God. He's so good to us. Just in case we don't get the multiple choice right, he says, do this. That's the kind of test I like to take. Okay, God, he wants me to win. He wants me to get the right answer. See darkness or light? Choose light. Bing, 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 bing. We got a winner. To see the difference between Satan and God. Now, this seems really odd. How can they not know the difference? Why? Satan Satan himself, the Bible says, appears as an angel of light. He's a great deceiver. He's a trickster. The Bible says even the last days, the elector can be even be deceived. How are we going to make sure? We're going to be staying on the word, staying in him, walking by his spirit, walking in the truth? But then he gives us the answer again. Satan and God, choose God. <clears throat> Getting 100% on this one. I'm sending you off. Listen to this. I'm just inferring this part because it's not in there. But think about it. I'm sending you off. Think about the government of God. Think about yourselves as an ambassador for Him. I'm sending you off from one country to another, one kingdom to another. I'm sending you off to present my offer of sins forgiven. What was one of the jobs of the ambassador? To negotiate a special treaty to promote something special, something unique from one kingdom to the other. A lot of times ambassadors are trying to you know, get something happening from their country into the other country and being, a, being there. But look at that. It's just present my offer of sins forgiven and a place in the family. Some people just need a family. Inviting them into the company. There's people that need to be in this family. Amen. They're just, they don't know they're lost out there right now. They just, we're going to just go ahead and adopt them in here. You're part of our family now. The family of the kingdom of God. Inviting them to be in the company of those who begin, listen to this. This is so good. Begin real living by believing in me. That's when they're really going to start living. Some people think that they're living. They're not living yet. They're in the dark. They need the light. They're they're serving Satan. They don't even realize it. God says, I'm going to show them the darkness and light. Choose light. Did bring him from Satan to God? Choose God. Yeah, this is like um, this is easy. But I feel like sometimes we make it more complicated. I was in juvenile hall a couple weeks ago and I was just, I was just, I was preaching about going in circles because the, the rate of them coming back into juvenile hall is horrible. They just, they get out, they go back to their same friends, they go back to the same lifestyle and the next thing you know, they're back in juvenile hall again. And so I use the illustration um, that I've shared here before, but how they train, you know, they train the different animals and they keep them on the chain and the elephant specifically just going in circles. And so I'm preaching this message of telling them to, to break the chain and allow God to set them free, uh, to bring them from darkness to light, to to go from Satan to God. I'm preaching, and at the end, we had a few minutes left over, and so they're like, uh, I had a couple of young men sitting with me, and so they're just looking at me, and I'm like, what? And they're just like, we're just talking about going in circles in our room right before church tonight, and how we don't want to continue to go in the same circle. And God is so good without you even realizing it. He's working through you. We, 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 you're, you're walking with him. He's in you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. We don't have to work him up. God, I hope you're with me right now. I, man, I need to go. I just, I'm just, no, you're just a walking epistle. You're walking, you're the light because he's in you. We don't have to work it up, shake it up, do it up. You're, you're, you're in him and he's in you. So many times I feel like myself, okay. Stir this thing up, stir up the gift, stir up the power. Get ready to preach the God. And it's like, I'll oh, be so tired sometimes. Uh, Friday night after a full week going to juvenile hall, I'm like, oh, maybe I should just see if the chaplain can handle it tonight. And, you know, I go through these things in my mind and try to how to excuse myself. And then I just end up going anyway, just because I don't know any better, so I go anyway. And I show up, and I'm about to fall asleep when I get there. My eyes are closed. I'm driving up there. I'm yawning. I'm just like, oh, Lord, help me. And so I get there, and then it's just like, bam. You just start, you just, you just do, you're just who you are. It's your personality. It's who you are. You don't, you're not going to be like somebody else, and, and it, it won't come across real or genuine. Be you. You're awesome. You're the only one we know like you. We need you to be you long story short they're telling me about they don't want to go in circles they don't want to you know and 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 uh, the one of them I knew was born again the other one I said well are you ready to take that step of faith you need to receive him if you're going to let go of the old and you're going to stop this circle you're not going to do it on your own you need God you need the power you need to be set free and Jesus wants to do that for you right now and he kind of looks at me and he's like yeah I'm ready, and I go, great, let's pray right now, so I reached out, grabbed his hand, he goes, wait, you pray, and I said, no, you wait, I already prayed, (laughs) I said, I'm not here to twist your arm, I'm not going to manipulate you, if you're not ready, hey, don't worry about it, I said, but I believe tonight's your night, and he was so nervous about praying, the prayer of it, he wanted me to pray, I'm like, You know, a lot of times the the people want us to do it for them. But they got to come to themselves and say, hey, you know what? I'm the one that has to, I said, I'd love to break the circle for you. I'd love to do this for you. I'd love to pray for you. And I will pray for you. But you're going to have to be the one to start this relationship with God yourself. Jesus wants to set you free. He wants to communicate with you and talk to you. He's your father in heaven. And next thing you know, he was like, I want to do it. So we got to pray together. But there, just the illustration was is that, that so many times people want you know, us to do it for them. Yeah, you just pray for me. Yeah. Well, that's great. We will, we will right? Because we love them. We're going to bless them. But we, they, need to, they need to enter into that thing for themselves. As ambassadors, God is speaking through you, reconciling the world back to himself. I love the scripture. It's not in your outline, but it's just, it, it just was on my heart was if we lift up, if he's lifted up, Jesus if I'm lifted up, what's he going to do? He's drawing them all to himself. When we come together, we're lifting up the name of Jesus. It's, it's just happening. It's almost like it, we, we, there's certain things that are happening and we don't realize it. And we're trying to, you know, figure it all out. It's like, it, it's just the way it is. When we do our part, he's going to be bringing them in. We don't have to try. We just, we just have to make minor adjustments. Why is change so challenging? That was a question I've been asking myself this week. You guys ever thought that to yourself? It's not in your notes. Why is change so challenging? It's different for each one of us. It really is. But meditate on that. And maybe God will speak to you something specific about it. I've had a couple things that he put on my heart. But the main thing was is that we're creatures of habit. And we would rather have it easy then we would have a challenge. It's just our human nature. We sink to the least common denominator. And God is trying to raise us up to the highest because he is the king of kings. And he has expectations of us to fulfill what he's placed in us to do and accomplish his purpose in the earth. Amen. Recognize your uniqueness. Resist the devil. I don't know if I'm going to have time. I don't know what time it is. I think we have time. Let's look. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1. Resist. So number one was recognize. Everybody say recognize. Number two is resist. Resist. Ephesians chapter 2. If you wouldn't mind putting that up there, Mr. Garden. Mr. Garden. He's Mr. Garden. Those of you who don't know. He's in the sound booth. Most people call him Mr. Acosta, but my kids call him Mr. Garden. He's the vegetable machine. Ephesians chapter 2. That's not the one. Isn't there a picture that Sean put up, had for me? On the Gulf Stream. Amen. Well, let's read this while we're getting that. And he, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1. And he had quickened, and you he hath quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sin. When time has passed, he walks according to the course of this world, according to the prince and power of the air. Our old life, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience, among those who we had all had our conversation in time past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of our flesh and of the mind. And we're by nature, what? Children Children of wrath. Why is change so challenging? Because our our fleshly nature. That's where we, we take off that and we put on Christ. We renew our mind with the word of God. But God, who is rich in mercy, for in his great love that he has for us, even while we were dead in our sins. I love this. Even when we were just, couldn't help ourselves, I've been in that situation so many times. I still am in that situation sometimes. i about to be in it more in the future when I can't help myself. Even when, even when we are dead in our sins, he quickened us together with Christ. By grace, you're saved and that has raised us up together. This is good news this is good news. When you're telling people about the Lord, when you're trying to reach people, I mean, our purpose and our our vision of our church, we're a church with passion. We're a people with purpose. We want to reach people. We want to raise them up and release them to fulfill their purposes in God. How do we do that? By realizing that we're saved by grace, that this is a message of good news. How do we reach people? By the love of God. It's God's goodness that brings them to repentance. But God, has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places. Where are you from? You're seated, what? We're seated with him in heavenly places. We're sent from him as ambassadors here. We're from there, but we're living here. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. Sometimes it's hard to understand that, but it doesn't have to be a heart. It's supernatural naturally is what I like to call it. You're supernatural naturally. Because the spirit of God's in you. You're alive. You're, you're a new creature. We don't have to work it up or figure it out. We just be who he's called us to be. Do what he's called you to do. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace, his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. Good news. Good news. It's good news. For by grace you're saved through faith and not yourselves. It's the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are, this is the part I want you to meditate on. We are his workmanship. Say it with me. We are his workmanship. He's created you yeah. to be you. That's good news. It's hard enough to be you. You don't have to try to be like somebody else created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. If we have that picture, if we find that yet? Let's throw that up there real quick. This is a picture of the Gulf Stream. Now, whenever someone ever talked about the Gulf Stream, I would think about the jet. Gulf Stream jet. I like flying. I mean, the Gulf Streams are like some of the fastest jets. You know, they're just, they're amazing. But they're, you know, anywhere from 10 to 50 million. I don't know. A little out of my budget right now. So, you know, it's okay, but I still dream and have some fun talking about the Gulf Stream jets. But this Gulf Stream is the Gulf Stream that goes from the Gulf of Mexico. How many of you are familiar with the Gulf Stream? It goes all the way to the North Atlantic. Bill's familiar with it. This, I was actually just doing some research on, on currents and the course of this world. And I actually came across one of uh, Billy Graham's old messages online. And he was just talking about the cosmos and the course of this world. And then I saw something about the Gulf Stream. So I said, I got I to look this up. Because I was the only Gulf Stream I was thinking about. And I know they taught about it in science and everything else. And here's Pastor talking about, I haven't read the, you know, the, the, the book for for today so but he's talking about how science proves and i just thought it's interesting that i've been meditating on this and that's what the book's talking about and god is so good it's just a timely timely thing he wants uh obviously wants me to listen pay attention to this so i'm looking at this this is a picture of the gulf stream from a satellite infrared camera and what it is is this gulf stream is a flow of current of water warm water that goes totally contrary to the rest of the Atlantic Ocean. This thing is so amazing, I'm going to read a couple quick facts to you. The Gulf Stream is an intense, warm ocean current in the western North Atlantic Ocean from the coast of Florida and then turns off North Carolina across the Atlantic. Listen to this. The Gulf Stream flows at a rate nearly 300 times faster than the typical flow of the Amazon River. The velocity of the current is fastest near the surface. Listen to this. It transports nearly 4 billion cubic feet of water a second. It's an amount greater than than that is carried by all of the world's, world's rivers combined. It's contrary to the course of the world. I believe that God has set his people like this, Gulf Stream. We're not flowing with the currents of the world. We're in the light. It's warm. It's light. It's bright. It's totally opposite of everything around it. And it brings that warm water where it's frigid and cold. And God is calling us to bring the warmth, the goodness, his light. Through the the torment and through the currents of this world that are trying to be contrary to God, God has got something so unique and special that we can bring and go right through all that to deliver good news to those who are lost. I mean, there's certain places in there that I was just looking at that like, God, that is so true, salt and light. We're salt and light. We're we're, we're, We're what they need to hear. We're what they need to have. I was thinking about this. The currents, think about if you have, um, if you have your notes, uh, my brother-in-law, he's on the DART. It's the, uh, the diving rescue team, basically, for Sacramento County Sheriff. It's a volunteer thing, but basically they're already training this year uh, about a month ago because the currents you can't see it on the top because there's so much water they're just concerned and there's already people drowning and things like that and you can't see it from the surface when you're at the river or or anything like that you guys are familiar with it it just looks like it's just kind of cruising but if you get in there it takes you down because there's such a volume so these rescue teams are already practicing they're already they're already out trying to figure out how they can can get information to people to stay away from this this hazard, it's a, it's a danger, and it's going to take their lives. And that's exactly what as Christians we're doing. We're we're telling people the danger. Hey, this is imminent danger here. This this current of this world that we've all been in it before wants to take them the wrong way, it wants to take them down the torrents and the currents of the of the world. It's it's a world system. He, he's called the God of this world for a reason. Yeah, he's the little G, but he has the world system going. And so. Us, as the children of God, as, as carriers, as sent ones from the kingdom of God, from the government of God, with the Holy Spirit, we're going against the grain. We're going against the current. And they were, and they were teaching them that if you get caught in this current, you can never just swim opposite of it, because then you just get swept down. You actually have to, have to be at a special angle. For them, they teach them how to be at a special angle. If you're just sideways, you don't ever get out either. It's a specific angle. Jesus is the only way, the truth, and the life. There's such a common current of, of people saying nowadays, oh, well, there's many ways to God. No, there's not. There's one way to get out of that current. There's one way to get out of that death trap current that's taking people the wrong direction. And that is through Christ, that angle of Christ, that you're just slightly up and slightly over and it'll literally gradually right on out. But people that don't know better, they're just, you know, flailing and, and getting caught in the current. Turn off the noise of the current culture and philosophy of the world. Be intolerant. This is what I felt like the Spirit of God was saying to me. Be intolerant to tolerance of things accepted by the world that are contrary to the word of God. Amen. There is a course of this world and it's contrary to the word of God. And you will look, be looked at like you don't know what you're talking about or maybe sometimes people will think that you're crazy because you believe in the truth, because you believe and you stand upon the word of God. But you have the answer. So don't let that intimidate you from being a light, from being the truth, from being the voice. Because it's good news. And even though people don't know it, what are we trying to do? Bring them from Satan to God, from darkness to light. We want them to hear the goodness, the course of this world. There's a river flow, and God is having us like the Gulf Stream that's cross-current, bringing warmth and power. I mean, think about it. All the rivers in the earth combined do not have the power of this? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. All the cross culture, all the currents of this earth and everything that's trying to pull everything down the, the wrong way. The mighty Atlantic has no effect on the Gulf Stream. God's people, filled with the Holy Ghost, filled with the power of God, have the ability to, To bring light, warmth, hope, goodness, peace, power, deliverance, healing to those who are lost. Even though the culture and the current of this world is trying to go the opposite direction. You and I as children of God, we're like the Gulf Stream. We can't be stopped. Greater is he than us. It looks like there may be more against us, but guess what? If God is with you, who can be against you? That's, that's the word of God. So it doesn't matter what it looks like. You're walking by faith and not by sight. Grace and peace to you from God, the father, our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil age. There is no secret. There's no lie that we live in this thing. I think some Christians would like to pretend that it's really not that bad. I, I'm not saying our, our church or you and I, but I just, I get that perception sometimes when I'm out and about that people think, well, you know, it's, yeah, it's bad, but you know, it's not that bad. I hit on it a couple weeks ago when I was praying, or I don't remember if I was preaching or praying or whatever I was doing, but it was basically the difference between the case sera, sera lifestyle, whatever will be, will be. And the spirit of God was speaking to me. That so many people think, well, if they're going to, you know, if they have this mindset, it's the current of the world. It's the course of this present evil age. That if they're going to get saved, they'll get saved. If they're going to get healed, they'll get healed. No, the, the opposite was that the carpe diem, seize the moment. Faith is now. Our opportunity is here to spread the news of righteousness, to set the captives free by the power of Jesus. I've been set free You've been set free, and we want to see others set free. And so today, that's where I just wanted to encourage you, inspire you to recognize your gifts, recognize who you are and what your strengths are so that you can use them for his glory, to resist the course of this world, to resist the current culture, like the mighty Atlantic that's just sweeping things back and forth and going across the grain. It goes literally north and south, changes the temperature of the water, in the North Atlantic, like completely, because it's billions of cubic feet per second. It's a mighty force that can't be stopped. And that's the church of the living God that you and I are a part of. You're in the family of God. You're the Gulf Stream. Yeah. Nothing can stop you from being who God's called you to be. The only limitations that can stop us is the ones that we put on ourselves, And that's where I'm just on my, on, I'm on myself. Because I don't want to limit what God wants to do through my life. Because I know that what each one of us can do individually and together is going to be so much greater if I take the limits off myself. The last part is persist. Well, we didn't read all the ones on resist, but that's okay. We know that scripture. Do not be conformed to what? This world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. That's how you stay in the Gulf Stream. That's how you stay in the flow of the Holy Spirit, by renewing our minds, by saying, no, I'm going to resist the devil, and he will flee from me. I'm going, to, I'm going to press towards the mark of the high call. Yes, sometimes it's tough. Sometimes it's challenging. Sometimes you feel like you're in the prison instead of the palace. You feel like you're in the cave instead of the, on the, in the king's house. But I'm here to tell you today that as you do not be conformed to this world, you're transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove that which is good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. You're in the, you're in the flow of the Gulf Stream, the Holy Ghost. And the currents of this world will definitely try to move and sway you every day. But we have to be able to shut those things off and allow God to keep us in the flow of his spirit. Amen. Persist. Second Corinthians 4, 1 through 7. Therefore, since we have this ministry. What ministry? The ministry of reconciliation. The ministers of, we're the ambassadors. We're the ones bringing the good news. Amen. I wish I I could say that everyone's going to hear the good news because pastor's preaching it every Sunday morning. They're not. They're going to hear the good news because the Gulf Stream's coming through. And all of us have influence. All of us. Our lights lights are on. We have the warmth. We have the salt. We have the power. We have the force of the Holy Ghost inside of us. And it's reaching out, touching, and impacting things even when we don't realize it. I don't know what the purpose of the Gulf Stream is, but I can tell you this. Everything it comes in contact with is changed. It influences it. Now, it's not changing the whole Atlantic. It's not. And we might not be able to influence individually the whole world. But guess what? Everything that we come in contact with is going to see the light of Jesus in us. Don't allow... I, just, I have to hit this one more time because I feel like the Spirit of God's put on my heart. Do not allow your individual scale or measurement of perfection on how good of Christian you are and what, uh, how much you've been praying and how much you've been reading your word. Now, all those things are important as Christians because we don't have a relationship with God. But do not allow the devil to use that against you to be effective. You are, you are it. You've got all the goods. The Holy Ghost didn't say, oh, you forgot to pray this morning. I'm going to take a break. I'll see you tomorrow. Try this again. I'll see you at 7 a.m. No, he's in you. Am I the only one that thinks like that sometimes? Maybe. But I feel like it's helping somebody else here. We put this scale on ourselves and allow the devil to use it against us. Man, you're only about 70% a Christian today. That means you're only going to produce 70% power of the Holy Ghost. Well, shoot, the other day I think I was only about 50% best. I'm not even going to pray today because they won't work anyway. I know nobody else ever thinks thoughts like that. Don't worry, I'm just being honest. We do. We put these limitations on, and I'm here to tell you it's the tool of the enemy to stop you from realizing and thinking that you're the Gulf Stream. And he's 100% all the time. When I feel it or not, when I'm feeling good or I'm not feeling good, he's in all sufficiency, all the time, ready to go. So I'm going to take that off, and I'm just encouraging you this morning. Don't, don't allow these different things that we measure ourselves and, and do. Our, just, just allow God to flow through you. Be the Gulf Stream. Therefore, since we have this ministry and we receive this ministry, we do not lose heart. But we have renounced the hidden things of shame, not walking in the craftiness or handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth. Commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. That even if our gospel is veiled, it's veiled to those who are what? Perishing. Perishing. Good news. It's good news we're bringing. Whose mind, listen to this. Whose mind's the God of what? This age. He's blinded them. We want God to open their eyes so they can see. Go from Satan to God. From dark to light. He has blinded who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel, the glory of Christ, who is the what? Who is the image of God should shine on them. We do not preach ourselves. So is my perfection level? Yeah, I want to be a good witness. People watch me. That I, I'm, not, I'm not, please, don't take this the wrong way. I, I know people are watching my life. I'm not out partying every night during the week and hitting all the clubs and woo. And then come in here on Sunday morning and be like, I just want to tell you about the love of God. <laughs> well, what's he done in my life? Well, I don't know. I've just had a great time this week just getting, you know, it's, it's not going to work like that. We're not talking about that. We're talking about, we're talking about just normal, everyday life. We get out of a rhythm. We get things happening and, and we, we feel like that we've disqualified ourselves. But his, what is he saying? We do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus, the Lord, and ourselves, your bond service for Jesus' sake. For it is God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light. We're giving the light. You're the Gulf Stream. You're bringing the warm water to the frigid areas. You're bringing the warmth to cold hearts. That's what I always think of. Their hearts are cold, they're, 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 they're turned off, they're callous, they're cold, they're, they're hardened. But the warmth softens the heart. The light exposes, the light itself brings warmth. For it is God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light and knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. We have this treasure. Who has it? We do! I wish you guys were excited this morning. We do. It's okay. I'm excited for you. We do. <laughs> I'm just making a deposit. Maybe, maybe it'll hit you later. We don't know. We'll see. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of who? Of God. Not us. The Gulf Stream. We're in the flow. We're with him. We're going the right direction, and we're going to be grabbing them with us and bringing them in, bringing them in, bringing the good news, bringing the warmth, bringing the light. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Bow your heads with me. Father, I'm so thankful this morning, Lord God, for the illustration of the Gulf Stream. Lord, I thank you that as we go through we go through our day we're going to we're going to recognize our gifts and talents and abilities and, and embrace those and have you develop them help us develop those in our lives but well, we're going to resist the culture and the philosophy of this world and continue to promote the good news we're we're here as ambassadors to negotiate a treaty of eternity Lord bringing the good news that Jesus paid the price for our sins that we that this morning we're carriers We're in the flow. We have the Holy Spirit. We're we're ready to touch people. We're ready to to bring that goodness, that light to them. Lord, we're going to be persistent. We're not growing weary. We're not giving up. We're not going to stop because we don't see it instantaneously. We're holding fast to our profession, our confession of faith. Lord, because we know there's a rich reward. Father, this morning, those that we've had family members on our hearts, we've got different people that we've been praying for, praying about, different situations, holding fast to the word of the Lord. We're not gonna stop. We're gonna keep pressing towards the mark of the high call. Father, this morning as your people are sitting here, Lord, I just thank you right now that you are distributing as you will by your spirit. Lord, I thank you right there that the peace of God is gonna hit you right now, sir. Thank you, Lord, for that. Thank you right now. Now, for the peace of God coming over you in Jesus' name, I'm not going to fret or have anxiety about anything, but by prayer and supplication, let your request be made known before God. Thank you for that, Lord. All right, now I give you glory, I give you glory, Lord God. Right now, I just speak to that neck, just be in an attitude of prayer for just a moment before we close this morning. Father, this morning, I thank you for that neck, Lord, those pains that are in their neck right now, mm. Jesus' name, right this very moment, Lord, I thank that the, that nerve, that pinched nerve is what I've sensed specifically. That pinched nerve be released right this very moment. I'm gonna move their arm and their shoulder and their neck and have a good night of sleep tonight. Maybe even a nap this afternoon. Who knows? They're lucky. In Jesus' name, name. Thank you for that, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, right now. Thank you, Lord. I speak against migraine headaches right this very moment. That pressure command, release right now. I thank you that you release, Lord God, by your spirit. Lord, we thank you that you sent your word and healed them. Lord, we believe and we receive right now. Lord, let the gulf stream of your anointing and power flow in this place. Lord, I thank you for clarity. There's some clouds of confusion that have been flying around in your head. Father, let the wind of your Holy Spirit right now blow. And I thank you for clarity in Jesus' name. Clarity. Thank you for that, Lord. Thank you for that clarity right now. And Father, I thank you right now that those who are in here, that when I was speaking about perfection in the scale, Lord, I thank you that they they do not carry that. Another moment, another day, I feel the Spirit of God saying, today's the day you leave it at the door. You don't bring it with you. And this illustration just came to my heart. When you go to the airline and you're gonna fly across, they say, no, you, you can't bring your whole bedroom. You can't bring your whole house. You're allowed to carry this much which is pretty much nothing with you on this airline flight in the plane. You can check your bag somewhere else, but when you fly, you're only this, and if you wanna pay extra, you can bring some extra with you. And you feel like you can't let it go because you have a super high standard, and what it is is you have a high standard and high expectation of yourself, which is good. Because you want to fulfill what God's calling you to do. But it's not an act of condemnation. And it's not something that is going to help you reach your destination. You're leaving it. You're leaving it at the door. You're checking it out. And you're going high. God's going to give you, just like you're in the plane, It's going to give you a fresh vision, fresh perspective. You're going to see things from a different level than you have before. And you're not going to be fooled into... Putting this scale on yourself from a different standard than what God has. God will, God will bring you the standard by His Spirit. And, it's in, it's in, in, and it's, when He corrects us, He gives us a way of escape. And He shows us how to improve because He's our Heavenly Father and every good and perfect gift comes from Him. So we don't have to sit and wonder. He just says, hey, make some changes here and here. Father, we thank you for that this morning. They're leaving the baggage at the door. Lose the baggage. When Eli was preaching Tuesday night. He talked about leaving the baggage or something. Specific like that. But this is a different angle on it. But it's the same thing. You just got to leave the baggage. You don't want to take it with you. I like what Chris was preaching one time. He said, whatever you're willing to, if you're not willing to let go of what you have now, God can't bring you to where you're, he's trying to get you. And so as you imagine yourself right now flying high, leaving, these other things and this this uh this guilty conscience almost that's basically holding you back from god being able to help you reach these things that he's placed in your heart thank you for that lord